welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hey guys, welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley, and today I have something a little bit different for you. A couple of weeks ago, I had Lachlan Mansell, owner of Check Flag Media, on our Facebook live show, and he spoke about eSport and iRacing and basically how he's also pivoted his business online. And he's also started a new business called Sim Racing Oz. He's going to talk us through about what's the difference between eSport, iRacing, um, and the rise of it, and basically giving us a little bit more detail. So if you're into eSports and iRacing, this show's for you. Don't forget, guys, we've got loads of resources over on the Motorsport, no, not Motorsport, over at the Motivate um, training website. So head over to motivatetraining.com.au forward slash resource. I think it's time to get started with today's show. Let's go. Hey, guys, welcome to Motivate Hats. Linda Risley and Motivate Training and and I was thinking the other day, I often get on Facebook Live within my Facebook groups, which is the most important sponsorship group, but I don't get um, a lot. So I thought as of today, um, every Monday at 5 o'clock, it's just to talk about what's happening in the world of motorsport and some different topics and an update what's happening with Motivate. So today I'm very excited to have Lachlan join us uh, because I'm really interested world of eSport because it's a whole, well, it's not a new thing. Uh, it's been around for a while, um, but look, it's going to tell us a little bit more about it. And um, hey, guys, if you've been watching eSport or you're currently playing eSport, is that the right word? Lucky playing? <laughs> well. <laughs> or driving, right, whatever. If you're in the series at the moment, pop, pop in the comments what um, you're racing. I would love to hear about it. So, Lucky, welcome to the first show. I'm really well, thank you. I think first things first, I think to say playing uh, eSport or online simulator racing probably does a little bit of a disservice because it is so much more than just a computer game. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned um, over the last six months or so that I've really started to, to get involved in the online simulator racing scene is the fact that the way that the technology has evolved and just how far it's come, it is extremely realistic. And to be able to perform at the top level in on, online simulator racing, you do have to take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And so just tell us a bit more about behind the scenes of things. So you need a sim. What else do you kind of need? And are sims cheaper, expensive? Is it cheaper to do esports? Like I know nothing. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I, anyway. <laughs> I mean, you're not alone here, Belinda. I think that for a lot of people, particularly people who've been involved in real-life motorsport, all of a sudden real-life racing's on hold and they've gone, all right, well, what's the next best thing? I'm going to get involved in some online simulator racing. They're not quite sure where to start or what to do or where to go or, or what they need. So... Like a lot of people, they were the same sorts of questions that I was asking. And it is actually quite overwhelming just because of the number of different software platforms that are out there, the amount of different simulator equipment that's on the market, and also the number of different series that you can compete in. It seems like, especially at the moment, there's 
different sim races happening pretty much every night of the week involving all different types of cars and drivers and um, it's enough to send anyone into a head spin. So I'll try and break it down as succinctly as I can and say that the number one platform and the one that's certainly been the, the platform of choice for the high-end sim racing series that have attracted a lot of publicity like the Supercars E-Series and the ARG Esports Cup has been the iRacing platform. Yeah. And that's because there's wide availability of cars and circuits within that platform. But mm -hmm. also, and this is probably the more important point, it's very easy to broadcast sim races that are conducted on the iRacing platform. It has a very good uh, broadcast plugin that allows people to show the races as if you were watching a real-life motorsport event on TV, which mm -hmm. is why the Supercars E-Series coverage looks so professional and so realistic. Cool. And so what is even iRacing? <laughs> like, what kind of platform is it? Is it, like, Game Boy? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> No, so so iRacing, you do have to have a PC or, or a, a desktop computer to be able to run iRacing. It's a subscription service, so you pay a monthly fee to have access to it. And because it is very realistic in terms of the physics and how the cars handle and um, even things like the track conditions and how they'll evolve over the course of a race with changing temperatures and weather conditions, um, to get the best out of iRacing, you do need at the bare minimum steering wheel and pedal set up from um, one of the many brands who make those sorts of components. So I think what we've seen is a lot of people have spent a lot of money and investing in a lot of technology, and you'll see that people have got quite sophisticated frames and triple monitors or curved monitors or virtual reality setups. All that stuff, it's nice to have, but it's not essential. As long mm -hmm. as you've got a computer that has a decent amount of um, computer power, so a decent graphics card, uh, a reasonably good monitor, and a steering wheel and pedals, I reckon that probably for a uh, thousand to twelve hundred bucks, um, you can get yourself a setup that uh, will do the job that you need it to do to be able to compete in races on the iRacing platform. And do you actually? Like enter, do you pay to compete in these races or you just, if you've got all of that set up, you can go? Um, it depends what series it is. Some of the iRacing series do charge a nominal entry fee and that is to cover things like the, the cost of having the event live streamed, if, uh, if that's one of the features of that particular series. But when we talk entry fees, we are talking way cheaper than what you would ever think about paying for real-life motorsports. So just by way of example, I'm actually competing at the moment in a Legend Cars A-Series, which um, Lachlan Beneath and Cameron Hill and a few of my other friends and clients out of real-life motorsport are competing in. And uh, the entry fee was $5 for the entire series, which is obviously a fraction of the sorts of costs that you're talking about for real-life motorsport. Well, not according to Marcus there. He's already, he assumes set up three times the price of his race car. Yeah, well, well, as I said, some people are taking it pretty seriously. Um, 
I, I don't know how much spending that amount of money on a sim setup actually helps in terms of your performance. There's probably a bit to be gained, but I, I think the number one thing to get good at sim racing that you need is time. It, it's time practicing, time learning how the different cars behave, times perfecting your technique on different racetracks. And when you look at the drivers who are running at the front of sim racing events, we're fortunate enough here in Australia to have some of the very best sim racers in the world, including Josh Rogers. Um, you know, yeah. they're spending several hours a day just fine-tuning and refining their technique on the sim. And because there's big money to be won, isn't there? There is. So you look at the Porsche Esports Super Cup, which is probably you would describe it as the pinnacle of sim racing in the world at the moment. It's factory-backed by Porsche, and there's a prize pool of 200,000 US dollars in that series. So um, at the moment, it actually started on the weekend, 40 of the very best circuit racing simulator drivers right around the world, including four Australians, Josh Rogers, Jared Phil Sell, Dane Warren, and uh, Josh Anderson are all competing in that series. So if you can do well at it, and if you can reach the top, then yes, there is money to be made, but just like real-life motorsport, the people who do actually get to that level where they can make an income from it are few and far between. So those drivers that you just mentioned, have they run uh, raced before, like on track, or is that predominantly what all they've ever done is esports? Um, it varies. So Jared Philsell has been purely a sim racer. I don't think he's ever done anything in real life. Uh, Josh Rogers and Dane Warren, I think, might have done a bit of go-karting, but they've, they've definitely turned their focus to the simulator side of things. And uh, Josh Anderson, we know, has actually been one of the front runners in the Aussie racing car series here in Australia. So he's an example of someone who has had some experience and some quite good results in real life motorsport as well as sim racing. Yeah, so Marcus has just asked a question. Um, Lucky, do you think Supercars E Series will continue when real racing begins? Race of the Olympics, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question, Marcus. And I think that the Supercars E Series it will continue, but I think it will be in a slightly different format. I have to take my hat off to what the supercars have done with the A-Series, the quality of the broadcast, the effort that the drivers have gone to. Like when you look at some of the um, the webcam shots of the drivers to, to promote their sponsors and to, um, to showcase their personalities behind the scenes, it's been absolutely fantastic. And it's been a great way for the series to generate content and to service those commercial partners while real-life motorsports on hold. Uh, obviously, when real racing resumes, the focus of all of our real-life circuit racing drivers is going to turn back to going racing in real life. What I will say, though, is that I think that there is an opportunity there for some of the top sim racers who've maybe faded into the background a bit uh, at the moment, while some of those real-life drivers have taken centre stage on the sim racing front to maybe get some publicity. So um, there's a series that is called V8 Scops, which is the V8 Supercars online premier series. Uh, it actually had a round last night. And it's the top level of V8 supercar sim racing in Australia. And a lot of the drivers who run at the front of that V8 Scop series would probably beat the, the vast majority of the Supercar Z series drivers. So what I'm hoping is that some of the really good sim racing competitors will uh, be able to catapult themselves into the spotlight a bit more. And look, why do you say that they would beat them? Is that because purely that's their craft and that they've had more experience in racing sims? 
Correct, 100%. So um, just by way of example, um, obviously in the Supercar Z series, you've got all of the real life drivers, but um, when you see those supercar drivers jump into some of the other sim racing series that are floating around, such as the Tuesday night Just Send It series, which is one of my favourites and one that I actually do the commentary for every Tuesday evening, that series you do get a lot of the supercars drivers jumping in and competing against some of the top sim racers. And more often than not, it's the sim racers who will come out on top in those situations. Fantastic. Well, Stellish has posted up there that Erebus has just announced an Erebus Academy team E-Series um, and her son Alex is registered today and invites to go to the Trojan ones next week. So do you know much about that? Yeah, so that announcement came out today and, in fact, that's actually a joint partnership with the Just Send It series that I just mentioned. So a really good opportunity for some of the top sim racers to have the opportunity to make the progression into real-life motorsport. And we've seen that Matt Stone Racing are going to be doing something similar as well, where they're going to set up an A-series where the winner of their series will get a test in a supercar. So I think the, the thing here, Belinda, is that, you know, you talk about the junior development pathways for people who want to make a professional motorsport career, go-karts to Formula Ford to Toyota 86 Series to Carrera Cup to Super 2 Series and then to Supercars. I actually think because the sim racing equipment and technology is becoming more and more realistic that it is going to become quite a legitimate pathway into real-life motorsport. Yeah, I can see it. I'm scared because I don't want to lose people off the track <laughs> because I want to keep the sport going, but I do hear what you're saying. I mean, it's been happening from the ones for years, hasn't it? It has. And, um, you know, again, because sim racing is so much more cost-effective because, um, yes, while you might have to invest a bit of money into a simulator setup and some software, the costs are still nowhere near as expensive as going and testing a race car. And obviously, you don't have to worry about consumables like brakes and tyres in a simulator, and you don't have to worry about crash damage. So we've already seen some examples, people like Justin Brugia and Josh Muggleson and Matt Simmons who've come out of the simulator world and been very competitive in real-life motorsport. That's going back seven, eight, nine, ten years ago when the sim setups were nowhere near as sophisticated as what they are today. So I think we're going to see more of a convergence, not just sim racing getting more like real-life race cars, but also with the technology that's coming into real-life race cars with things like paddle shift and driver assists. In some respects, driving a real car is actually becoming more and more like a computer game as well. So the two things are converging. They're getting closer and closer together. And look, you mentioned before about performance. How do you train for esports <laughs> physically? Um, yeah, it's oh, a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, the physical aspects of esports and sim racing are nowhere near as demanding as what they're going to be in a real race car, but psychologically the preparation is very similar, I believe, because the whole process of going through practice, going into qualifying where you're under that pressure of having to complete clean laps as fast as you possibly can, and then getting into a race situation where the whole perception and spatial awareness of where other cars are on the track and picking your battles and thinking about things like strategy, the mental side of things is very, very similar to real-life motorsports. So... 
Uh, in the end, in terms of how you prepare, it really just comes down to, like I said before, time and practice. Yeah, I definitely think that there's a thing about the heart rates as well. I watched um, one episode last week when um, Scotty Mack um, got punted on the last corner at Bathurst uh, with Gazeski. And, you know, that, that relief afterwards was like, what? And then when he won, and I was thinking, oh, I'd love to have a heart rate monitor on these guys to see and actually do some study behind it. So I might find a, a driver and um, hook them up and start doing some analysis because I definitely love all that kind of stuff. Marcus has written, Lucky, um, any good strategy practice? Um, yeah, well, again, the strategic sides of sim racing are very similar compared to the real world. So things like tyre degradation and fuel range and um, coming into the pits at the optimum time to make sure that you don't get caught up in traffic. And I know that there are actually some software platforms, a bit like there is in real life motorsport, where the top teams and the top engineers will have predictive strategy software that can give you very accurate calculations as to how long you're going to be spending in the pits for any given pit stop, um, whether it's beneficial to pit under a safety car or not. And uh, when you take your pit stop, if you're going to come out with clear track or if you're going to come out in traffic, that same sort of software exists for sim racing as well. So um, on my website, which um, shameless plug, simracingoz.com, where uh, I'm starting to punch out some news articles and some feature content specifically about the sim racing scene, I'll be doing a bit more of an analysis into some of that strategy software and how it works. Awesome. Um, I'll pop that up in the comments. Do you have access to the comments? Can you see uh, that technology? Yes, I do, actually. Yes. You can post it up there yourself. And um, so everyone can go ahead and follow Lucky. Um, you've been playing, Marcus has been playing Motorsport Manager. What's that? See, there's so many. I'm so confused. Yeah, <laughs> Motorsport, Motorsport Manager is not a sim as such. I think it's actually a, a game which is based around managing Formula One teams and um, working out how much money to spend on upgrades for car parts and working out which drivers and engineers to employ or sack at any given time. And then um, I think um, strategy as well uh, comes into that too in that, that motorsport manager game. It's not something that I've actually played myself, but I, I definitely have heard about it. So do you think people are going to come back to the track, Lucky? I think they will, but I think sim racing is definitely here to stay. I think that uh, during this COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of people have discovered sim racing that maybe haven't taken it seriously before or might not have been aware of the potential of it and are now discovering just how good and how powerful it is. So, um, yeah, sim racing's here to stay. Yeah, people will absolutely get back to the real world, but I think one of the other things that you have to remember is that with this COVID-19 situation, the state of the economy on the other side of this is going to be quite fragile. There's not necessarily going to be a huge amount of money in the economy for businesses to spend on motorsport, uh, be it as participants or sponsors, but people will still want to find ways of uh, achieving their competitive motorsport desires um, and sim racing may well be a way of people still being able to do that on a tight budget. I see. And what are the benefits for the sponsors or how can sponsors get involved? <laughs> yeah. I, I knew that question was coming. I knew that uh, 100% that would be something that you would fire at me tonight. And the, the sponsorship <laughs> model for sim racing 
it's obviously a bit different to the real world because some of the benefits that you can offer in real life motorsports, such as passenger rides and corporate hospitality at events and that side of things it doesn't really apply to sim racing but at the same time i think this is an opportunity to be uh, very creative in how they find ways of servicing their sponsors in the online world and we have seen people like brenton o'brien with his team evolution racing which is one of the top sim racing teams in australia um mainly through exposure that he's been been able to have to offer at a far more affordable level to what you would get in real life motorsport has been able to attract Panta Race Fuels as a major sponsor for his race team. So there are definitely sponsorship opportunities out there, but um, yeah, like you say, the, the benefits are a bit different to what can be delivered in the real world, but the costs are lower as well, because obviously the budgets to go sim racing are nowhere near what they are for real life motorsport. And sorry, just talking about sponsorship, obviously a part of that would be livery on the car. How do you design your own livery or do you or how does all that come about? Yeah, there are actually people who um, who do livery design, specialising in the sim racing world. Um, actually, it's funny that uh, this should come up because uh, one of my clients who's racing in the first round of the Porsche Virtual Carrera Cup Series, which kicks off tonight, actually needed a, a livery to be designed. So, um there's uh, Apex Graphics and uh, a few other companies that do livery designs specialising in the iRacing scene and then you use a program called Trading Paints which plugs into the iRacing platform which allows that custom livery to be displayed on the car. I know one of my junior drivers has actually started a business as well. Um, I'm not sure exactly how it works. If it's just for one platform or just a service that he's racing, I'll definitely put in the link as well. And so, look, if you've got those links, again, if you've got access to the comments, feel free to add the, the link to your new blog um, or website and um, all of those livery designs as well. So Brent Peters has just put up a question. So he's got a lot of drivers getting into it, have nice little support up in a new national series starting up. You'd like to know, Lockie, how can we maximise on this as a business other than just the sharing of posts, for example, on social media? Uh, I reckon run something that's going to engage with the fans. So be it a competition or some other sort of activation that you can use to pull people in and, and get their attention and, um, you know, make it a bit interactive, ask a funny question, get people to come up with a creative response, do something like that so you're actually engaging with your audience. That would be my advice on that one. Um, and does Twitch, what is Twitch? <laughs> is that all connected to Ireland? So Twitch and, um, yeah, again, Twitch has become a bit of a buzzword because um, a lot of supercar drivers in particular have been uh, posting their Twitch streams. So what Twitch is, is it's basically a live streaming platform that allows people to live stream their activities within the iRacing platform. So um, a lot of the main supercar drivers, Scott McLaughlin, Shane Van Gisberg and Anton De Pasquale will run a live Twitch stream. And uh, again, it's a really powerful way of those top level drivers being able to interact with their fans so that um, fans can watch the race specifically from their point of view. Not only watch the race, but also hear in real time the conversations that those particular drivers might be having with their engineers or with other drivers, because um, that, that's one of the, the big differences between esports and um, 
and real life racing is that the drivers can actually interact in real time while, while they're racing one another on the track. And you certainly don't get that in real life motorsport. Cool. So it's like if they've got the headset and they're just streaming their actual racing, just chatting, just talking, like talking the social media world through their thought process of the race. Pretty much. And, um, uh, some of the, the language, particularly if there's been a couple of incidents or a couple of bumps and bruises, the uh, the language that we've heard on some of those Twitch streams probably goes a bit beyond the realm of PG rated. But <laughs> <laughs> so is yeah. that a value that Brent could um, look into with his new um, drivers? As far uh, as like uh, his, yeah, social media. Uh, absolutely, as a platform for generating exposure for his drivers, then yeah, absolutely use a Twitch stream and use that to build up an audience. Just saying here in the comments as well, Darren Pate, who <laughs> used to actually, he actually used to race um, V8 supercars. I think he drove with Darren Hossack and um, David Parsons at, at Bathurst in the Wins Commodores, saying that he's going to make a sim racing comeback. Well, we'd love to see it and we'd love to see him on the track, that's for sure. Yeah, dads, do it. <laughs> make it happen. I just told you how to go about it. I'm sure you've got a few somewhere anyway. <laughs> Um, and so Sally just put up that other um, livery about Hayden Designs. So just check him out on Facebook. And Lockheed, you can um, put those comments up again regarding your things as well. Guys, keep the questions coming. If you want to know anything about esports, as I said, it's all really new to me. Um, Brent, I will do some investigation and um, send you some content, uh, what I can find about what else you can do to help um, your brand and that to come up. Oh, thanks, Lockie. Lockie's just putting that up now. RacingOz.com. And so what kind of content have you got in there, Lock? Um, so mainly focusing on on feature and in-depth content that goes a bit beyond what people can see for themselves with race results and what actually happened on the track. But I think, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Belinda, one of the big things is that there's a huge amount of sim racing events out there. So just trying to give it a bit more cohesion and give people a bit more of a perspective about where the different series sit in the pecking order. So um, I, I actually did a feature article, which, um, again, you'll, you'll be able to find on the website and I'll post it in the comments as well, where I've actually tried to decipher the, uh, the sim racing scene. So this article, again, I've just posted the, the link to it so you can go to it directly there uh, in the comments. That'll give you a bit of a breakdown on who's who in the zoo and what all of the different series are and uh, where they all fit into the overall scene. But I think probably the main series to watch in terms of where you'll find the best sim racing drivers in Australia at the moment, the V8 Scop series, the V8 Supercars Premier Online series uh, is probably the main environment where you'll find the top Australian sim races. Uh, on Wednesday nights, there's a series called the Australian Turbo Touring Car Series, which is for TCR cars, and that attracts good quality drivers as well. But the other thing that we've seen in this COVID-19 pandemic is you've got all of these real-life racing series that have gone, well, we can't race at the moment, but how can we take our series to the online platform? So the various state XL series are now running virtual versions of their championships, except they can't use XLs because the Hyundai XL is not one of the cars that you can drive in the iRacing platform. So those <laughs> series have generally been run using the TCR cars. All right, now let's give a question for myself, Lucky. How do you watch these um, events? Yeah, good question. So um, 
the main broadcast of sim racing in Australia is a network called SimSpeed TV, which uh, Jay Kennedy and his team of people with the main producers. So they broadcast all of the top-level Australian sim racing events, and they've got a Facebook page and a YouTube channel as well. And, um, again, because of the sheer amount of sim racing, they're live-streaming everything pretty much all the like every night there'll be um content that they'll be live streaming so again i'm just um grabbing the facebook um link and oh, uh, i'll right. post that in the comments so you don't have to pay for it you can anyone can watch it correct it's not paid if you and again that's um one of the great things about sim racing and one of the reasons that the viewer numbers have been so good um lately especially because people can watch it for free um and they can watch it live and online so um yeah again i'll um i'll just post the link in the comments on the facebook page so that people can know where to go but uh yeah the SimSpeed tv network is a good place to start when it comes to uh, watching all of these amazing sim racing events, which from an entertainment perspective, they're really good. Like That's one <laughs> of the things. You watch a sim race and the racing is often more entertaining than a real life race because obviously crash damage is not something that people have to worry about paying yeah. for. Uh, people tend to be a little bit more uh, enthusiastic, shall we say, with their overtaking manoeuvres um, without it getting too ridiculous either. I mean, generally the driving standards and, um, you know, you don't get people deliberately punting each other off, but you will still see people having a go, which is good. But there are rules. There are rules, there are driving <laughs> standards, and there are penalties for people who do the wrong thing. And mm -hmm. the iRacing platform actually has a... Um, a driver rating system and drivers who are involved in too many incidents they will their, their rating will be affected by that so that's a way of maintaining driving standards and encouraging um, proper behavior and etiquette in the online racing world awesome i don't think i've got any other questions is there anything you want to share tonight um Sorry. i think Probably the other thing, probably just the final thing is that because it is the virtual world, you can do things in sim racing, particularly with race formats that you can't do in real life. So, for example, a couple of weeks ago, there was a four-hour endurance race at Phillip Island, which was held to raise money for bushfire victims. You know, it actually raised over $2,000, which was absolutely fantastic. And um, it was a race that had two separate classes for supercars and TCR cars. Now, oh, wow. I, I can tell you categorically and definitively that in real life, you will not see a race <laughs> with both supercars and TCR cars on the racetrack at the same time at any stage in the near future. Yes. And who won? Uh, so, in the end, the um, James Scott, Ethan Griggolt car, which was being run by Evolution Racing, took the outright victory in the supercar class and in the TCR class, Jackson Suslin Harlow and uh, young Jay Hansen, who's um, another up-and-coming real-life racing driver, took the win in that class. So, um, again, that was a good, fun race with the different cars and the different classes and uh, very entertaining. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for shedding some light, Lockie, onto E-Series and iRacing platforms and Sim and all of those things that are very foreign to me. Um, but well done on setting up that new website and blog. I was just trying to find it back up again. Um, of course, guys, if you've got any questions, just keep popping them in. And even after Lockie will get on, I'm sure he'll be happy to go back and answer any questions. Um, Yes, thanks, Luck. No worries. It's been my absolute pleasure. And, uh, yeah, big thank you to some of the people behind the scenes who've helped with the formation of the Sim Racing Oz website. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to keeping the content flowing on that website. There's certainly a lot to talk and write about. So stay tuned for all of the latest news from within the Sim Racing world. So now it gives you something to do during the week when you're not going to be at the racetrack, doesn't it? It certainly does. It's uh, it's filled a void um, in terms of uh, my workload, that's for sure. The next challenge is obviously monetizing it, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> yes, well, we'll have another chat about that later on. Anyway, thanks very much for joining us, Lockie. I'm just going to give a little bit of an update of what's happening with Motivate. So I'll say good night. Stay online, everybody, if you'd like to hear more. And thanks again, Lockie. Thanks, Belinda. Thank you for having me. All right. See ya. All right, that's very exciting, guys. Hope you enjoyed that little bit of an insight. As I said, every Monday night at 5 o'clock, we're just going to be jumping on here, having really some informal chats, um, nothing too professional, but um, just about what's happening in the world of Motivate and also in the world of Motorsports. If you don't know, today um, Speed Cafe started a new website themselves called Network networkcafe.com.au and that is going to be a business directory open up to business providers, um, those who work within the motorsport industry as well as um, sponsors can go on there and list their business. So it's brand new guys, head over to networkcafe.com.au and again if you work within the motorsport industry you can register your business and of course you can add your sponsor details. We've got lots happening this week at Motivate um, over on our Motorsport Fitness Facebook group. We've started a five-day um, fruit and vegetable challenge, we thought, in the time of COVID-19. Everyone being locked down, that are really important is to keep our community up high and well. So if you want to join us, head over to the Motorsport Fitness group. Um, if you want to know more details about what we do over there, we cover information around fitness, nutrition and mindset. Just simply put Motorsport Fitness into the comments and I'll send you guys out a link. Of course, guys, if you've got any questions, keep putting them through and I'll bring them up onto the screen to answer them. Um, this uh, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, uh, we have a sponsorship Facebook Live over in our sponsorship uh, motorsport group. So, again, if you're not a member of that, just put in motorsport sponsorship and I'll send you a link. It's free. And, again, over there we cover concepts like sponsorship, social media, public relations, media training and, um, yeah, a bit of PR. Again, every month we do the Facebook Live and have a different guest on or a different topic. This week we're going to be talking about social media and hence was asking a little bit around about Twitch and we're going to talk a little bit about TikTok and a little bit of um, some of those different um, social media platforms because on Saturday, May the 16th, I think the date is, yes, May the 16th um, at 9am, I'm running a live workshop. So hopefully um, I was going to cover all of those um, platforms with you, but now I'm um, working through that content. It's getting really big. So hopefully it's going to be about a two-hour workshop. Uh, at this stage, we're going to concentrate on how to get the best out of Facebook, Instagram, 
and um, LinkedIn as predominantly they should be the three major ones. Of course, you don't have to be on every platform, but you want to be on one and smashing it. So we're going to go into more details, making sure that you're utilizing each of those platforms um, correctly. Sorry. Give me some tips on what to do. Oh, for yeah. I just did a um, Okay. So um, I didn't realize Lockie was still hanging out there. Um, last week on the Motorsport Coaching, Coaching Podcast, I interviewed Michael Clementi. So if you haven't checked that out, head over to Apple Podcasts. Uh, it's now on Google Play as well as Spotify. So it's a fantastic story hearing um, his uh, racing career to getting up to TCR in his rookie year and, you know, what this means being in lockdown and, and how he's feeling. And um, this week coming up, we've got Sam Savestro, who is the owner of SS Racing. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, we're also going to start um, spreading some love over to Instagram. So it's quite heavily involved here on Facebook with Saturday's new Monday night chats. I was hoping to have someone from either South Australia or Northern Territory to talk about opening up the tracks and what that means. So hopefully next week someone from the Bend will come on board and talk about what that means. Fingers crossed. Hopefully the Bend's listening and they're going to get back in contact with me. Um, but, yes, we're going to be starting to do some lives over on Instagram. So, um, again, just some informal chats with everybody, um, everyone from just general drivers, from cadet drivers right through to supercar drivers. Uh, we're going to talk about people working within the industry and what um, COVID CV19 has done or meant for them and what's it look like going forward and um, hopefully when we're going to get back to racing. So it's fantastic, as I said, that those two states have currently have been open. I see that Cardi Australia's got a step-by-step -step process, five stages to reopening. Um, if you want to see that, just put in the, the AKA five stages and I'll send that out to you. What else? Well, I think that's all. Um, yeah, if you guys want to have us any specific topic that you want to discuss next week, let me know in the comments and I can see what we can do. Of course, if you are looking to do some education during this time, we do have our two coaching packages. We've got the Athlete Performance one where we work, concentrate around fitness mindset and nutrition and we also have our career development one. And both of those are eight-week programs. They drop every week with different content and, um, of course, you get to work with me over the next couple of weeks. Again, guys, have a fantastic night. Hope everyone's keeping well. Oh, I'm going to start up those fitness programs again um, the fitness programs are going to be held over training for me so if you haven't already joined up we've set up a new um, Facebook page called motivate training for me which is for the general public we had lots of great um, response from our live work workouts we're going to start them again from next week all right, guys. Well, that's everything for me. Um, our newsletter comes out tomorrow. Um, there's going to be some more tips and tricks in that. So, again, if you want to sign up to our fortnightly newsletter, just pop newsletter and I'll send that out to you. Remember to listen to the Most Sport Coaching Podcast. And, of course, we've got those two free Facebook groups, Most Sport Fitness and the Motorsport Sponsorship Group that you can join. You can just scroll down onto the main page, head over to groups and just select um, or pop into the contents and I'll send out some more information. If not, guys, have a fantastic night. Um, hope you're well. It's starting to get cold now, so I'm shivering. <laughs> um, take care, and we'll see you next week. Um, bye bye.
Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Tea. Until next time, take care.